0: Upfront and Personal, episode 2, Privacy. There's a lot of news at the moment about privacy, Facebook, Apple and how that all correlates. So let's have a look at what it means for you and of course also from an international perspective. Upfront and Personal. Facebook hit the news with their intention to change the rules for WhatsApp so all contacts will be uploaded to Facebook and making their users approve this change. At the same time, Apple hit the news with all kinds of new settings and, and rules that will make it harder for third party suppliers to get access to the data on the iPhone and especially doing that without explicit consent of the users. How does this correlate? How does this come together? Does this have anything to do with each other? Let's have a look. Let us start with Apple. Apple likes to present itself as the keeper of your privacy. To be precise, the keeper of the privacy of its customers. With fancy slogans like, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. But is that really true? A couple of researchers seriously doubt that and I did some very practical testing and I liked those tests so I replicated it myself. The test is as follows. Install an app from Apple's app store on your device and just wait to see how long it takes until you start seeing advertisement for products related to this app on Facebook, Instagram, etc. According to the test, and I replicated this myself, this always happened within 48 hours. Now, that could of course be coincidence, so the researchers repeated this hundreds of times. And the interesting thing is, it always happened, it always shows up as advertisement. As soon as they did the same test for a product which is not related to Apple's App Store, and not related to Apple's ecosystem, it didn't happen. So Apple apparently is very concerned about your privacy until there is some profit for Apple within it. So that's the first thing that already put some serious question marks around this statement that whatever happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. The next thing that we have to take a closer look at is when Apple is now implementing all kinds of measures which will make it more difficult for third parties in the future to access data from the iPhone, doesn't that mean that until those updates are installed, third parties can access private data from the devices? Indeed it does. And there's something else that we also have to keep in mind. Apple doesn't provide these updates to all devices, it only provides this to the devices for which they still provide updates. So the older devices, which some customers still use, will not get these updates. Same researchers did similar testing by, for example, asking Siri for specific commercial products and wait how long it takes until they see advertisement for those products. It didn't take long and it was a 100% hit on all tests. That doesn't look like coincidence. They repeated the same thing with searches in Apple Safari. And they got the same outcome. So Apple is apparently concerned about the privacy of their users when Apple is not able to make money on it within their own ecosystem. But as soon as it is part of Apple's ecosystem well apparently Apple doesn't care that much. So the slogan what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone is not true at all. What happens on your iPhone actually belongs to Apple, and as long as Apple can make a profit on it, well they will. The next thing that puts some very serious questions about Apple's claim and reputation about the gu- as being the guardian of your privacy is when people ask for their own data, especially on GDPR. they GDPR. People have the right to claim their own data. That takes quite a while for Apple to deliver that, but when they do most people are pretty shocked about how much information Apple collects on you. And Apple cannot claim that that all is just for quality purposes. We also have to keep in mind that GDPR plays a big role in this. Apple wants to make sure that they are following all kinds of requirements. And Apple is already charged by the European Union And it could also be that Apple is simply trying to avoid a further growth of the conflict that they already have with the European Union. Let's not forget, Apple is one of the companies, the big tech companies, which is not only under pressure in the United States, but also within the European Union. For the abuse of monopoly, for the abuse of data, of their consumers, and a couple of other things. Apple is not the guardian of your privacy, the way they like to present themselves, and Apple is basically just protecting its business, and not you. Now, let's have a look at Facebook. With Facebook, it is a very interesting case. The business model of Facebook is very straightforward. They collect as much information as they can, they create all kinds of profiles and and preferences about their users and they sell that information for advertisement. They're not really handing out all details they got from you. What they are selling is the likelihood that you would be interested in a product or a thought or an idea or a movement. And they do that by just collecting as much as they can and your contacts are important for Facebook because then they can build all kinds of correlations and relationship they want to have as much information about you about the people you interact with about the content you interact with to make it more likely that they can sell advertisement there's one thing that we have to keep in mind Facebook does not just collect data about the people who are actively using their platform. They're also collecting data about people who just don't even have a Facebook account. For example, every website that is using the Facebook pixel, that is a technical tool to track the website visitors, is delivering information to Facebook. If you have an account or not, it has nothing to do with that. Facebook collects data on every visitor of that website. WhatsApp belongs to Facebook, and WhatsApp is a very popular platform. I think for a very long time it has been the most popular messaging app. And almost everybody uses it. Now, what Facebook wants is to have access to all the contacts of all their WhatsApp users, and also some of the information about who you interact with. Under GDPR, it is already mandatory to get consent about data collection and about data access. Apple is now moving forward with also making that mandatory. All apps and all third-party apps must provide very clear information about what information they collect and what they're doing with it. So now we have a conflict. Facebook wants more data, GDPR says, well, data is okay, but you need to have consent of the person you're collecting data from, and Apple says, well, We want to make sure that we either make money on it or we are following the rules, so you have to make that crystal clear. And Facebook is not happy about that. But that is still not everything that's to it. There is a very strong suspicion that Facebook has always been collecting contact information through WhatsApp. And a couple of researchers have already provided information that confirms that. So again, very pragmatic testing was done two brand new phones with WhatsApp installed and 10 contacts uploaded of whom the researchers knew that they would have a Facebook account. WhatsApp never asked for consent to upload contact data to Facebook. It just asks for consent to access your contacts, which is logic because you need that to be able to chat with other people. Now, the researchers have done this not once, not twice, but again, hundreds of times with unused devices. Simply install WhatsApp at 10 contacts of whom they knew that these people would have a Facebook account and see what happens. And in all cases, during all tests, so 100% confirmation, each and every contact which they had on the test device showed up on Facebook as recommended contact. People you may know we could of course say this is coincidence, but it appears to be very likely that WhatsApp and Facebook have been exchanging contact data for a very long time already. And the only thing that Facebook now wants to do is force their users to get permission to do so. Out of GDPR reasons, to maybe solve the issue with Apple, and uh, we don't know what else. But. We have to assume that Facebook and WhatsApp already exchange information and we also have to assume that Facebook will continue to push forward with their business model based on your data. The rule is very simple. It's not your data that is the product. You are the product of Facebook. So Apple and Facebook have a bit of a spat about that and the motives are not as pure as especially Apple pretends it to be. And Facebook is definitely not doing this to create clarity, as they are claiming that it is. It is all about your data and it's all about the profit made on your data, or to be more precise, the profit made on you. Now let's have a look from the international perspective, because there's one thing that we have to keep in mind. The majority of the tech providers collect information. There's hardly any exception. And the second thing that we have to keep in mind is that the majority of those tech providers are based in the United States. And that is where it gets very complicated because the United States have legislation in place with, for example, Visa and the Cloud Act, which allows the United States government almost unrestricted access to all the information that US-based companies have, and not just on US citizens. Globally, there is no restriction on that. So the second thing we see happening is that a couple of countries, and that amount is growing, are placing restrictions on the usage of Facebook and WhatsApp and the likes, for for example, government officials. So what you have seen in the past few years, that the United States is putting restrictions on using, for example, Chinese based apps is now happening in the opposite direction. Several countries have already prohibited the usage of WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, etc., 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 on um, government issued devices and by government officials. And that too is understandable because we need to keep in mind that if you use a US based platform and the US government sees reason to access your data, Even Apple, Microsoft, Google cannot prevent that. They are obligated by law to collaborate. There isn't even a restriction if that data is stored abroad. If that data, for example, would be stored on a server in Turkey and the United States government wants access to that, the Cloud Act is created just for that and the US-based providers are obligated to collaborate with that. But it goes even further. Let us say for example that you are using a British technology provider, but that British company has a subsidiary in the United States. The United States legislation can then still enforce that US-based subsidiary of the British company to hand over the data no matter where it's stored. And that is becoming a growing concern for several countries, also for companies and organizations. You see already happening that also companies are prohibiting the usage of those popular apps on company-provided devices. You also see companies giving out instructions to their employees about what they are allowed and not allowed to share on their social media profiles. There are even discussions whether or not a company can prohibit a person from posting something on a personal account. So summing this all up, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone is just a marketing slogan and not more than that. Facebook is not trying to create clarity, it's trying to to make legal and transparent what they already are doing and apparently have been doing for quite a long time. Governments and companies are finally becoming aware of the fact that The United States and many others have access to data and are able to analyze that. And that is not something that they want to happen. The only thing that is lacking is individuals, people like you and me, understanding how much access there is to your information, to your personal life, to your social media presence, to your messaging. And it's great that we now have a moment of awareness and that we now are looking and thinking about it, but we also have to do it in the right way. A lot of people are moving to Telegram because they believe that Telegram is the secure platform. Well, not always and not by default. Signal is very popular suddenly. And yes, Signal has better security, but recently a couple of flaws were found already. And then there is anything, something else, and we have to keep that in mind. No matter how secure the platform is, when someone makes a screenshot, or just copies the text, you don't know what happens with that. So the most important thing, beside everything that the big companies are doing, and the courts are deciding, and the governments are implementing, you need to think about your privacy. You need to think about what you share and not. You are the only person who can actually change that by one simple thing sharing less. This was Upfront & Personal, I hope to see you soon.